Welcome to RPG Cast, where we um, take things step by step, day by day. Um, we grow younger each and every way. Coming round the bend. <laughs> everywhere you look, everywhere you look, there's a Kelly Ryan on the podcast. Uh, um, a three hour tour, a three hour tour. That is the only TV theme song I can think of off the top of my head. The Josh Carpenter and his cat. <laughs> Got a different cat to talk about this week. Oh. Oh, yes. Ah, oh, boomer TV shows. So this week I've come <laughs> to terms with the fact that we now just use boomer to mean older than you. <laughs> yeah. It has nothing to do with baby boomers anymore. We're done with that pretext. Uh, that doesn't make him any less cantankerous. I am so cantankerous. How cantankerous are you? I can't decide what to play. How dare well, I? The, the problem that a, you have, Chris. Yeah. We have a list of suggestions, but you said that not to say any of them because it's all the same stuff that we suggest all, for you all the time. Uh, I well, Oh, right. Yeah. Don't tell me to play the following. Triangle Strategy. The Witch and the Hundred Knight. Nobody suggests that. Sweek it in two. I think that's it, right? <laughs> I feel like the top two are Triangle Strategy and Sweek it in two right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there was Final Fantasy VII Remake for a while. Oh, yeah. I thought about that one this week. Um, Part of me just wants to, you know, just wait and do all three in a row. Mm-hmm. Didn't you watch Anna play most nope, of it? I stayed no. away from Anna while she played it. Oh. Also, she hasn't played the expansion with Yuffie. Well, there you go. You should harass her about playing that. Leave me alone. <laughs> Nobody's going to do that, are they? Tomba. Someone suggests Tomba. Yeah, that's one of Vaughn's favorite games. Is it? Oh. Yeah. You remember Tomba? When no. PlayStation games were unique and experimental. What's the Family Matters theme? Oh, God, I can't even remember. Um, so we're doing all the, the late 90s or late 80s, early 90s, mid 90s TV themes that we can remember. All I know about Family <laughs> well, Matters the good ones. is that Vaughn and I were in Target one day looking at DVDs and saw the progression of the DVD covers. And slowly the family just kind of fades out and Urkel becomes more prominent on the cover to the point where, like on one of the later seasons, Urkel is on the cover and the family is just like on a picture frame in the background, which tells you all you need to know about that show. That show went weird. And then Stefan Urkel and then I I stopped watching it and like things moved around like TGIF became weird. Um Good shows left. Boy Meet World came. Yeah, I'm going to poop on Boy Meets World. Deal with it. Um, and probably that's one of the better ones versus some of the later ones that came. So I shouldn't, I should hold my tongue on Boy Meets World because it did have Mr. Feeney. 
<laughs> I, I did never I never much cared for Boy Meets World. Um they reminded me too much of people I went to school with that I hated. <laughs> I liked Boy Meets World and it was on during the same time. Oh, was it a competing show? My apologies. Vaughn says no, it was a, I I'm pretty sure it was on ABC, wasn't it? I don't know. Vaughn says he's getting divorced though. <laughs> Wait, you like Boy Meets World? Apparently. <laughs> We're learning things. All right. So the Family Matters theme is, it's a rare occurrence this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. That That's that one, um, which is very forgettable. <laughs> Anyone have any cheese? So, like, what if, what if Jaleel White's character just stayed comic relief instead of a focus for the show? Oh, the show would have went off the air, wouldn't it? Oh, that's God. that's why they had to pivot they because there were ratings dips i imagine uh, the show was waning in popularity but people loved urkel so yeah. they made it about urkel and now he's uh selling weed in his urkel outfit called purple urkel with snoop dog how to tell you've made it you're yep. selling weed with snoop dog <laughs> has martha stewart done that yet i wouldn't be surprised I, she, did, I don't she did something with with snoop dog I thought it was a commercial. What was funny was when they kept silently disappearing characters from Family Matters. Oh, wow. I didn't know they did that. Oh, yeah. The the little girl that went up to clean her room and never came back. No! (laughs) No, it's true. Look it up on TV Tropes. That was a thing. No, what cracks me up about old TV shows is that the majority of our TV show trope terminology comes from Happy Days. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Jumping the Shark and Chuck Cunningham Syndrome. Uh, I can't remember what else. But, yeah. Um, guys, it was a slow news week. This is why we're talking about oldest dirt TV sitcoms. <laughs> There's not much she, else to talk she about. She left in the fourth week. season. She went up to clean her room and never came down. Wow. The cast acted as they she never existed, and they only had two kids. So you want more money? We the can show break moved you out of the into show. a parallel dimension. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no fourth season, Tam, according to this. But whatever, we don't have to argue. Um, Look, all I know is that at the time I hated Jaleel White and Sonic's voice, and then when Sonic Adventure happened, I was like, oh, I like Jaleel White better now. I don't know what happened. The- there was a period there, like. A certain age point that I was at where like Urkel went from the funny kid to I hate this character and the show focusing on him to memories of if I forget the part where the show focused on him and just think about the actor I'm like oh I love Jaleel White oh it's like what's going on there (laughs) um Sonic fans were legit pissed that they didn't get him for the movie yeah because they wanted a celebrity instead of you know Urkel they got rid of the ant? Wow. And and if I could recall, Dinosaurs was a TGIF show, too. I don't want to think about dinosaurs. I don't know how... It, dinosaurs was like a phenomenon, right? Um, if you were alive, then everybody was watching dinosaurs. It was as big or bigger than The Simpsons. Um, mm-hmm. And then people just all of a sudden decided, we don't care about this anymore. And so they killed all the dinosaurs. 
Yeah, that was the... Literally, the ending was dinosaurs (laughs) going extinct. (laughs) Which, you know, props on them for ending it properly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What was particularly interesting about that show was, um, you know, it had a lot of messages at it. And their drug episode was also their um, gay episode because Robbie was trying to become a vegetarian. And, what? Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, that's yeah. three messages in one, Kelly. <laughs> yeah. So he was getting broccoli from other students at school, and the, broccoli. The dad was like, the dad was like, I experimented with broccoli in college, and that's something you don't want. <laughs> so they just used yeah. broccoli to stand in for everything. Yep. Gosh, that show was stupid. <laughs> Why did we ever <laughs> like it? Not the mama. Yeah. Because okay, we, liked Muppets. we, liked, we Muppet, liked Muppets. We liked Muppets. We liked Muppets and I like Muppets now, Kelly. So there. I'm the one who goes um when we're at MGM or whatever the hell it's called now at Disney, we go to the Muppet event theme ride thing. I guess it's a theater show. Either way. I didn't know there was a Muppet ride there. It's not a ride. It's a it's a theater three D thing. You sit down, they and they, you know, they do some poke you in the butt, and then they do the um, uh, mist with smell and stuff like that. Oh, Who knows? They probably like, ripped it out by now. <laughs> like uh, the stitch thing. That Actually, I'm thinking saw. of the Bugs Life one, but yeah, like the stitch thing too. Yeah, all that. I don't think they poke you in the Muppets one. I think it's just watch funny things happen and be like. Did this play take place before the revived TV show in the 2000s or after the revived TV? You have to you spend the whole time thinking about what's the timeline of when they filmed this. <laughs> At least that's what I did. <laughs> um, fun fact, the Stitch one, the Stitch ride was originally going to be an Aliens no, ride. No, it originally was an Aliens ride. Oh, it was? Yeah, for a long time. <laughs> that was the Aliens experience. Then they changed it to the Stitch experience. I never went, wanted to go into the Aliens one. I totally went into the Stitch one, and I totally see how that's the same freaking experience, but somehow being about Stitch makes me totally okay with dealing with it. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fan of the Aliens, huh? I didn't want to go into a horror scary thing, no. Now that I've been in it, I might actually go, if I saw like the Aliens one was back, I would try it, because I, I would feel safer having been in the, the ride itself. You know, whatever. Vaughn and I were talking about going back to our, our Orlando for our ten-year wedding anniversary, and I I kind of want to do that. But um, Vaughn, we'd have the Star Wars experience to go to now. Um, I've been on um the ride. I don't know what else they've opened. Um, um, there's a Millennium Falcon ride. The whole kind of Star Wars experience is basically taking you to Tatooine. With, yeah, um, which one did we do? I think we did Star Tours, The Adventures Continues. No, that's Disneyland. Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, maybe? I don't know. I can't keep this stuff straight. I want to do did the it. overpriced um, hotel experience that's really stupid. Oh, the one where you're like actually role-playing? Yeah. <laughs> that like two grand a person? Yeah, it's something real dumb. Um, I should probably actually Disney. I'm not going to show any of their stuff on stream. Sorry. No, bad, bad idea. 
not going to tempt uh, the mouse. <laughs> no, don't tempt the mouse. But we—I've been playing a game with a mouse hunter. Okay, okay. Tell me about your mouse hunter. Well, we, I started up. Well, I bought Stray like the second that it unlocked on PSN, and then played through a good chunk of it on my lunch break, and then the rest of it that night. And basically, game of the year, 2022. Game of the year. (laughs) Best cat game. (laughs) Best game, period. Best game, period. Really? Really, Kelly? Yeah. Other news, water is wet. It's a 3D platformer where you're a cat. Is it really that innovative? Does it add anything to the the vocabulary of video gaming in general? Come on. It's more of an adventure game than a platformer. Okay, 3D adventure game. So like a Tomb Raider, but you're a cat? No, more like a maniac mansion, but you're a cat because you're oh. going into so, so that that first area. There are people shooting get... at you. Mm-hmm. That is oh, not yeah. a maniac mansion. That is not a point and click adventure. Well, no, but when you're in the the town areas, um, you're running around trying to find stuff. Okay. Do you have an inventory? Yes. Yes. Okay. Do you combine things in the inventory? Did I lose you? No. Oh, oh the answer is no. Just... Okay. No, you do not combine things. You do not combine them. Okay. Do you do you affix a comb with some scotch tape on it to a part on the wall and then rub your body across it as you pass underneath it to make a fake mustache? No. Okay. That's not an adventure that game. That is a real Luke that's a real Sierra or LucasArts adventure game puzzle, no. by the way. Um I'm aware. <laughs> My husband has told me all about the Sierra LucasArts um <laughs> experience. Okay, uh, so I I don't know. You're not really ticking all the. Okay, do we have a decision between the toilet paper going over or under? Sorry, I'm, I'm no. just reaching for adventure game memes now. So whatever. But uh, <laughs> uh, you do like have to run around to find energy cans to trade for various items, so that you can move forward. Is that really, and, a, and then an there's a lot game? of. I mean, there's a lot of environmental puzzles too. Like some of it, it may be like. Uh, there was one section I just got to where you had to like knock uh, pictures off the wall and that oh, yeah. unlocked like uh, there there was a hidden keypad behind one of the pictures. And then there's actually like a, a hint to solve the puzzle. This behind seems more one of like the other pictures. Resident Evil than an adventure game. A little. <laughs> um. But you're a cat, Chris. OK, fair you're, enough. You're missing yeah. the you're missing the, the main, you know, selling point. How's the cat play? The cat, oh, the cat play is very good. It's amazing. Um, s- sitting there, have to think like a cat and like, okay, where can I get to get out of this room? Although I feel like it arbitrarily locks off places that you, by all rights, should be able to jump in some areas. Yeah, every all the jumping is not. It's not open. It's always contextual. Mm-hmm. So it's always going to actually like show you on the screen the jump button when you can actually jump to a point and it kind of like shows you where the, you know, it kind of like gives you the visual indication on screen where you're jumping to. Um, There's a mod on PC that kind of downplays that a little bit so that you have to think about it a lot harder. Um, I don't, I don't see how you could play it like that because it's very finicky on what, on what it'll show you where you can jump and what, where it won't. Yeah. Because um, there was one spot in the city where I needed to get up to a window, and there was a pipe like right there, and it wouldn't let me jump on it. But it wanted me to go the long way around. 
Yeah, yeah. There are some places where you can jump farther than you would think you otherwise would be able to, and some places where you just can't. Yeah, but, but the beginning of the game is so wholesome because you're with your cat friends, and they all form a cuddle puddle and go to sleep for the night, and then the tutorials kind of you running along with the cats, and then the cat uh, whiffs on a jump, and that's how he gets into the city. And then the rest of it is all kind of like mostly environmental storytelling. So you're just wandering around, exploring the city. You meet up with your you, you, you get introduced to this robot buddy, which has probably where, where he puts this backpack on you so he can come along with you. Probably the best ant cat animation. That, that, <laughs> that, that strap, I would not put that on my cat. I think that strap has way too much force against the neck. Just saying. Oh, the, the cat does an epic flop when it, the backpack gets put on, and then you, st- when he gets up, he's kind of doing that squat walk. Oh, good. <laughs> like, what have you put on me? No, no. All the animations of the cat in this game are so great. Oh, I love it. Have you seen his idle animations? Yeah. Uh, Chris, he, he starts licking himself, and then mm-hmm. he does a stretch, and then mm-hmm. he starts pawing at nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, that's what cats do. Yep. Uh, what else? See, my problem with this is the cat doesn't hesitate before jumping enough. <laughs> Every jump should be like this, this thirty-second dance of can I can uh, 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 okay. <laughs> There's some concessions to making it a fun <laughs> game to play, Chris. All right, yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, because in the chasing sequences, if he was hesitating, you'd be over. I know. Yeah. Uh, I've had a lot of trouble with some of those chasing sequences. Well, Cam says, so this cat's the only cat who knows where it's at? Yes. Okay. Yes. Everybody wants to be a cat. Uh-huh. Uh, but no, it, what were you about to say, Josh, about the chasing sequences? Well, well, some of them are just like interesting in trying to figure out how you're going to challenge, you know, like how you're going to actually tackle them. Mm-hmm. Like you, you'll a lot of these are it's not really open world. A lot of these are almost like self-contained puzzles and you'll start out at the beginning of them and you'll see some enemies that will ch- that, you know, will chase you and kill you. And so it's trying to figure out like, OK, how am I going to tackle this? You know, how am I going to run through this place in such a way that I'm going to attract the enemies to follow me such that I can, you know, get away from them or trap them in a certain area? There's almost like a puzzle aspect sometimes to it. Yeah. So, so you got to the spot where you were on the roof and having to deal with some of that, those puzzles. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, tr- trying to figure out the one where you had to like use uh, lock them into a room. I died on several times. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because I couldn't quite figure out how to get them to all go on one side so that I could do the lock on the other. Like, like there's a bunch of like weird little puzzles like that. Like there was one uh, section where you have to get into, oh, you have to get into the laundromat, I think. Oh, and the yeah. Way you, the way you basically do that, there are these two uh, robots 
who are tossing cans of paint back and forth to one another. And you have to like, what was it? You had to like startle them with a meow at the right yeah. time. And he drops it. And then the paint drops down right in front of the laundromat. And then the person, the, the, the robot that owns the laundromat comes out like really pissed that you've dumped paint in front of their, uh, in front of their store. And that way you are able to get into the laundromat and get stuff. And he stays pissed at you for the rest of the entire game. <laughs> the robots are so the they're so cool. They, they you know they just like when they're angry with you they just light up with red and then you'll have some of them where you can go and you can rub up against their leg and they'll like oh I like you and they'll turn green. They're All very right. expressive. Uh, speaking of expressive, the most expressive part of a cat is their butthole. Is that the cat is, never raises his no tail butthole in this game? Okay. I've have you seen him raise his tail? I've never seen it. I've only seen it in the the dark parts of the cities when he's running around, so you can't really that's, see. This is a okay. good thing. So that's good. <laughs> they, they don't even say they don't even say the gender of the cat or its name. Mm-mm. And it's an orange cat, so it could be very well be a girl, but it's probably more likely a boy. They don't. Yeah. What? I don't like the idea that the cat's identity doesn't matter. That's our friend. That's you. You should, you should matter more. I, they should I talk about the so cat. That, I think it's like the silent protagonist theory yeah. where you can kind of insert your soul into the cat. Okay. Is that, that That's very much what I did and then why the game made me cry for a half hour straight when I finished it. Good God, Kelly. <laughs> did they kill the cat? I guess no, you shouldn't they, say they, that. Okay. No, okay. Well, spoilers, the cat doesn't die. And I'm not going to say what happens because Josh hasn't finished it yet, but it's just, it's very, a very bittersweet ending. <laughs> That's all I can really say without getting into it too much. But it was, it, it made me cry so much just because it reminded me of my cats and just how wonderful they are. And granted, I was probably already emotional anyway when I finished the game. So that was a me thing. All right. Um, I was gonna. Boot it I don't up want right no again. downer endings, Kelly. No, I, I was gonna boot it up right again and play through it again, but it's like no. I think I need to decompress because <laughs> it was just—it's such a beautiful game, and people are complaining about how short it is. Um, screw well, you! That was it's inevitable. <laughs> it's a wonderful experience. <gasps> you I, can walk on the keyboard. <laughs> Yes. Oh gosh, yeah. You walk across the keyboard, and all of it just—you know—all your jumble of letters goes up on the screen. You get to do all those fun little things that the cats do. All right. Um, There's stacks of books that are just precariously placed. And when you jump on the stacks of books, you immediately wreck them. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) everywhere I go, it's like, oh, stack of books. I got to wreck it. Oh, there's some bottles at the edge of this uh, table. Hmm. Let's go up there and just like tap, 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 tap. Oh, hey, that fell off. Cool. (laughs) You have to do all the cat stuff. It's so much fun. Yeah, I've just made a fun little game of wrecking everything in that game. No no wonder Alice likes to destroy my things. It is fun. Yeah, it's fun uh, being an agent of chaos. It is when you don't have to deal with the after effects. Um, pulling down the picture frames is so satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, I yell at my cats for doing this. Why am I partaking in behavior? Oh, because it's fun. <laughs> Oh, and scratching on every single thing you can possibly scratch on. Vaughn says he likes destroying your stuff too, but he's not a cat. 
Yeah, and, well, uh, you broke me there, Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> Don't destroy my things. It's a it's it's a fantastic fun little game. Like I oh, I mean I, I, I can't what people were expecting, you know, like I guess that's inevitable now whenever you have a game that's oh no, it's only like eight hours long. He- heaven forbid. My my time to money ratio wasn't satisfied. Well well, I mean, if you're that kind of person, wait for reviews and and you know, see what p- it's not hard now to know exactly how long a game is. And if you're the kind of person who's like, no, I don't want to spend $30 on a, a, you know, an eight to 10 hour game. Well, that's fine. Wait for it to go on sale. No big deal. Isn't that like what Metal Gear Solid was though? What do you mean? Wasn't it only an eight to 10 hour game? I mean, probably. Yeah. You pay more for that. All right. never mind. I I shouldn't go down this road. (laughs) Chris, one of the achievements is uh, finishing the game in two hours. Wow. Yeah, I wonder what the speed I, run is down to. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to do that when I finish the game. And then I was thinking about, like, no, some of those sections are kind of hard. I don't know if I will be able to finish it in two hours. Because I died quite a bit in some of the um, stealth, stealth and um, chase sections. Yeah, I haven't really gotten to the stealth part of it yet. That's kind of later in the game, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um I don't, God, I don't know if I should spoil it or not. Yeah, don't <laughs> no, spoil no, it. No. Don't spoil it. Don't. Okay, okay. I'll just say this: there was a cat behavior that I thought was missing, and then it was in, there, <laughs> and then it was there. Okay, good. And then I was like, okay, they they did it. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, obviously, this person likes cats. Who made this game? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, uh, did you see the pictures of the cat that it was based off of? No. Mm-hmm. Anna Perna um, posted pictures of that, and then somebody else posted a picture of the actual cat voice actor that they use. Because I, I was wondering if the meows were actual cat meows or if somebody was just doing an impression. And no, they actually got an actual cat to it looks do like the meows. Three, there's numerous cats that contribute to the cat in-game, it looks like. There's the one that looks like... There's the one that its movements are based on, and then there's one who just monitored the studio to make sure everyone was on track. <laughs> um, the the other thing that, that this game kind of got me down a rabbit hole of, had you guys ever heard of Kowloon Walled City? City, that's, that rings a bell for some reason. This game was originally going to be an exploration of that city. Kowloon um, Walled City was a uh, basically the largest slum in um, Hong Kong, where yeah, Chris has got a picture of it up right now. Where um, it was originally a fort, and people just kind of squatted there, and then started building the uh, building everything up. Um, it's pretty much the reason why we have the cyberpunk punk aesthetic, because hmm. um, because of this city. Um, there's a couple of different videos on it on youtube but mm-hmm. i i if i'm remembering correctly this game was supposed to be based around that okay and if if you watch some of that stuff you'll kind of see where the aesthetic comes from and, and i don't know seeing old shanty towns like that are just fascinating to me um so yeah playing the game kind of got me down that rabbit hole all right so how long till we get the butthole cut of stray <laughs> Stray, Butthole of the Year edition. 
You need to look. Is there a mod for it on Steam? Probably. I don't want to look. I have especially seen... not live on Twitch. <laughs> I got pass on that. Thanks. I haven't seen yet. Most most of the mods that are out there just change the color of the cat, though some <laughs> some mad genius changed it to the Jason. Jason, changes the meow to that. People want him to put in Sean, Sean, because apparently there's a glitch at the end of um, Heavy Rain where you can make the character say Sean a bunch. Um, <sighs> b- bounty to all the uh, modders out there. I want somebody to do the mod that that, that does the YouTube video. Hey, hey. <laughs> If you look up "Hey Hey Cat", hey on Cat. YouTube, yeah, you'll find that video. Yeah. The video freaking cracks me up every time I watch it, and I want the meows to be replaced with those haze. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing that will free you from your bondage to that game or that video. Yes, <laughs> we'll finally um, end the meme for you. <laughs> also, Josh, have you noticed that you can trip people? No, or trip the robots. I I haven't tripped the robots yet. No. Um, there's one of them that kind of walks around uh, th- that first city that if you walk in front of them, he'll just do a complete pratfall. <laughs> <laughs> you can kill robots. Awesome. I don't think he dies. He just completely falls. And I don't know if he gets pissed or not, because I, you know, I, the first time I did it, I kind of felt bad. But then thought, well, I wonder if there's an achievement for this, and then did it a couple of times, and then decided to stop because I didn't know if he was going to turn around and kick me. Um, <laughs> you're, you're not you're not going into the full role playing cat experience, Kelly. <laughs> no, not yet. Mainly because I don't want my cats to trip me like that because they they had have numerous times. Um, my. But cat Zoro loves to get at the top of the stairs, and I go, Zoro, move, man. Zoro, move, man. <laughs> and I practically have to like nudge him all the way down the stairs because for some stupid reason, my cats don't know to um, nudge when you uh, nudge him on the butt. I, I don't know if you guys do that to your cats where they're in the way, so you kind of do a little. Yeah, and then nudge they, they usually butt. they just move and scamper right along. Zoro. Mm-hmm. Not Zoro. Zoro's like, eh. Zoro's yeah. like Espinas and Hunt, Monster Hunter. Eh. Yeah. I'm going to keep sleeping. Yeah. So we fought Espinas last night. Yeah, we did. Little Rose Thorn a, guy with his poison fire. That was a sleepy, sleepy monster. <laughs> it was pretty great. You know, I, I felt bad for beating him up because I get pissy when I get woke up like that, too. Leave me alone, I'm sleeping. <laughs> oh, Vaughn says your your cat just likes the attention from your foot. <laughs> oh, Zoro? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he does. Um, <laughs> You're giving what he wants. <laughs> That's he your mistake. <laughs> so we played more Monster Hunter Rise, uh, Sunbreak. Um, I believe I'm still the only one. No, no, Phil has now as well, who's beaten the game. Um. Kelly's getting close, and some of the the people we stream with on Friday nights are also getting close. They're a little behind Kelly. Um, yeah, poor spare hombres. F and chat yeah. for him. His <laughs> connection kept disconnecting, like right before he was about to get credit for completing the quest, and then the game uh, actually crashed. 
<laughs> just the worst. Which is like I've I've had the game crash on me that bad like that. I've lost connection before, but all that does is just make all the other people go away in the fight. Um, last night after you went to bed, Chris, I was trying to get that tail from the uh, Malzano, and was getting frustrated because the tail would not break no matter what I did. So I just said screw it and switched to uh, great, not great X, great sword. And got it on the first try afterwards. <laughs> nice. Um, Malzino is shaping up to be one of my favorite monsters of all time. It's a good one. Big, Vampire dragon. Big, 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 yeah. Count yeah. Dragula. He needs a... <laughs> Burn to the witches and... <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, he even does the uh, Dracula hold up the cape thing. Yeah. With his wing. I, yes. I He's very much that. Dracula. <laughs> we need a Castlevania so awesome. based on his kid. <laughs> so, oh God, I can't even spell that backwards. Alucard? Whatever Mal- Malzeno is. Oh, Malzeno Oneslim. <laughs> but yeah, finally got that set all pulled up and ready to go. Um, dumb question, Chris. So, do you set select? This is a dumb question. Do you set to level up over time so that you can upgrade them further? Um, as you progress through the game, you are al- and unlock further armor sets. You are allowed to have higher up- max upgrade levels on the older sets. Okay. To kind of make them more competitive with their defense value of the new sets. Okay, that explains a lot. And that's why the the new the higher sets have fewer value levels that you can upgrade them. Okay, gotcha. Because um, I went to go upgrade that Mount Malzino set, and I was like, wait a minute, my Golem set from like mm-hmm. three urgent quests ago didn't level up. Yep. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. Um, I am I am very much a Monster Hunter noob. I am learning so much about the series. And then it's a little it's, dense, right? <laughs> and then it's amusing when I get on with Phil and t- talking about how the game used to be. Yeah, like hey, this is the don't easy miss version. That butterfly net. <laughs> <laughs> or you, Chris, going? Uh, yeah, you'd have to drink a cold potion here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, otherwise the heat would sap your stamina. And then it's also fun do doing the Freudian interpretations of all the monsters, because apparently everybody but me sees Narcacuga as a cat. Yeah, you you and, think it's a bat. Yeah, to me it's like a crow bat. Mm-hmm. Bat crow. Crow bat. All I know is that I love marshmallow. You love Magnamalo. <laughs> marshmallow. Mm-hmm. I will forever call him Marshmallow. Prince Magnamalo is not really a frog. Oh, I, I stuff see what there. You, yeah, I, I took, took some jumps there. I, was, I see what you did there. Uh-huh. Oh, he, he's a marshmallow. Cute little. So later on, you learned Mallow was a cloud. He's a prince. Cloud prince. <laughs> that, that's a deep cut. Um, did I write down anything else that I played? Yeah, you did. Oh, uh, we had Breath of Fire. Um. Playing a retranslated version of that is interesting because they retranslated some stuff completely differently. Um, like the the thief character, I honestly can't. I think his name was Kane in the localization we got, but they had renamed him in this translation to Dank, 
D-A-N-Q. Okay. So every, Are there any dank t- memes? Yeah, every time I see his name, I just want to what is call him dank memes. Um, so get, get, making more progress into that, though, I'm probably going to pause playing that so that I can play Live Alive. Live Alive. Uh, you didn't start that with, yet? No, I was going to last night and then got distracted. That's fair. And then ended up going to bed at like three in the morning. Well, and keeping things moving along, Josh, did you play anything new? Uh, just playing more of uh, Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster. Yeah, I've been to the going? opera now. Ooh. Ooh. Apparently some of my opera stuff has made it into the current channel trailer video or something. Did, did you cry? I did not cry during the opera. <laughs> no, I was asking Josh. No. Was I supposed to? It's just a girl thing, huh? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why. The the opera makes me emotional. It's it's very cool. I guess I was I was kind of surprised because I, I kind of wrote about that for JRPG July. There were only like two things I knew about six going into it. Like Kefka was the bad guy and there's an opera scene. So I was expecting like the opera scene to kind of be the absolute turning point for the first half, you know, like where the first half transitions into the second. And I'm like, it's very visually impressive for a Super Nintendo game. Mm-hmm. But it, it all of the, the big reveals and story twists kind of come after the opera scene. I was kind of surprised. Yeah, it's just kind of an inconsequential scene. Um, you could on. I mean, you could honestly take it out of the game, and it wouldn't make it a damn bit of difference. But what it, that's what I like about it is that it's kind of a moment of levity before things basically go to shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and bear in mind, back back in the day when we were playing this game, and it, it was trying to mimic the vocals on the SNES, that was unheard of to most of us back then. Oh yeah. Um, games didn't have vocals, and you you got the actual vocals instead of the whole <laughs> what they could do with the sound chip back then. And you know that that sound chip, for you, all things considered, could do it pretty good. If uh, you could, like, I used to sing along with it when I whenever I would get to that scene. Except uh, the, just, the just... lyrics didn't match. <laughs> no, not not in the old version, at least. That's been fixed. Yeah. That's been retranslated. But um but yeah, you got to see the the opera for the first time in all of its uh new glory. <laughs> I thought it was, you know, like I I don't have a ton of I never played the game before, so I don't bring, you know, the the way this should be to it. Yeah, but it's but, the way it should be is like what the heck are we doing? <laughs> what <laughs> why is there an opera just happening now? This is this okay. That's what we're doing now. <laughs> this is different. <laughs> it's definitely, uh, you know, like it's the only place there's any voice acting in the entire game. So, it, from that standpoint, it's weird, but I don't know. I felt like it kind of worked. Well, like a gameplay yeah. thing, though. It's like, you don't, that's, that's the only time you do anything like that in the game. It's like, all right, <laughs> we're, we're doing an opera. <laughs> but, you know, what, once again, back in the day, we didn't do, do stuff like that in games. You yeah. know, it, Unless you don't. PC, I mean, uh, well, unless you were a PC gamer and were actually familiar with cutscenes, uh, like in um, Maniac yeah. Mansion, you weren't used to. Maniac stuff like Mansion that was on things. the NES, Kelly. Yeah, but not voice cutscenes. Oh, okay, fair enough. Is what I meant. Yeah. But 
Um, but yeah, yeah it's, uh, I'm happy that you're experiencing six for the first time, Josh. Um, yeah, the pixel remasters are a good way to kind of go back to them. I just wish that they would bring them to Switch. Oh, I'm sure they'll get around to that at some point. I, I know. I, I just I wonder what's going to happen first: me getting a Steam Deck or me getting or them coming to Switch so that I can play them. Either way, you know, you watch. I'm going to spend six hundred dollars on that Steam Deck, buy the Steam version, and then it'll happen that day. Oh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Because of course it does. Um, so where are you now in the story, Josh? Uh, I am on the floating continent, so I'm oh, right okay. at the very end of Act One. Um, pro tip: you're going to get to the end, and it's going to ask you to wait for a character. Wait for them. Okay. No matter what the timer tells you, wait for them. Wait for them. <laughs> wait for the character. Got it. Um. Don't let the timer scare me. Because yeah, it will it, scare it, you. <laughs> oh, yeah. It gets pretty tight. Um, and a lot of people fall into that trap of like, if, oh, they'll, they'll be okay. Um, nope. <laughs> nope. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that's all I can say. Um, and we've said know, too how, much. You, Just let them play have, the game. No, yeah. You, um, I'll be curious what how you, your reaction to after that. Um, but yeah, I suggest we move on to people's reaction to our question of the week. Sure. Yes. Um. So our question of the week last week: What is one game that you would want preserved, and what game you would want thrown into a fire? Um, from Fire Miner. It's actually kind of hard to talk about games I want to be preserved forever, since the already worthy ones have been. I've already received that treat, treatment. If I have to pick some, the Nintendo DS and 3DS library, there's a lot of good game series like Rune Factory, Kirby, Fire Emblem, Professor Lighten, etc. Mm. released on those platforms that need more attention from preservationists. As for games that deserve to be thrown into the trash can, you already talked about Lunar DS, so I will choose all those terrible fighting games released in the 90s. Oof. You know, Kasumi Ninja, Criticom, Star Wars Masters of Terracos, Oh, I forget to add Nintendogs and Nintendcats. It's weird that Nintendo hasn't released a smartphone port of those games. Isn't it? Bank with You'd it. think yeah. they would have by now. <laughs> but other than Tamagotchi, any is there any game that demonstrates the physical and emotional labors of being a pet owner? I want something that allows you to do things like taming a feral dog or choosing whether to put down Whoa. your dog with Anastasia. Whoa. Anyone remember last year, the Slate published article... Named When Bonnie Came Home about a lady adopting a beagle and then choosing to kill kill it when the dog was too problematic for her. No? Um, oh, I God. I should have pre-read the comments. <laughs> I don't want to read that either because that's horrible. Yeah. Did someone stop well, her? Probably not, right? Oh. I think most vets will stop you from putting a dog, uh, an animal down if there's nothing visibly wrong with them. Don't quote me on that. I could be wrong, but most vet, vets won't. I want to move on to a new topic, please. <laughs> and no, Fire Miner, I don't want to play that because that's already a bad decision. Or not a bad decision, excuse me. A very terrible... 
terrible decision to make in real life, and I don't want to have to deal with Lift that. Lift that in your video game life. Yeah. Too. Yeah. It was bad enough when my Digimon died. <laughs> the game I'd like to see preserved for all time is Xenogears, says Featherhoof. The game is amazing, and when you stop to remember it's unfinished and already as awesome as it was, it almost hurts to think of what we could have had. Like a bad news for you, Featherhoof, they did try to do that by making a whole other series called Xenosaga, and that didn't go well. Ugh. It took Nintendo buying them for things to work out. Yep. Still, what we got was amazing and deserves to be remembered for all time. So so you're saying that uh, Xenoblade is is the the realized version of Xenogears? I Probably think not, so. really, because that was... I think the realized version of Xenogears is a six-story saga. But like, but that didn't work. They had to cut it down to three. They tried Xeno Saga. That didn't work. Um, technically a different series, but a lot of the same story beats. And then, you know, after two swings, I think they said, All right, "Let's do something else." <laughs> Xenoblade. That's the power of the monot. Anyway, <sighs> Featherhoof's right. The alternate timeline with Xenogears is as popular as Star Wars is here. I like that timeline. Uh, the rest of Featherhoof's comment on the opposite end of the spectrum seeing as Kelly already stole my answer of Lunar Dragon Song. Darn it, Kelly. <laughs> you've, you've stumbled upon the worst RPG ever. I'll nominate yep. Starshin for the lost, or I mean, last hope. <laughs> the sooner we can drop that dumpster fire into an even bigger fire, the better. It truly is the blight on the series that when everyone asks, wait, isn't the Star Ocean series bad? It's because they're thinking of this waste of everything. <laughs> wow. Now, to Harsh. be clear... I didn't stumble on Lunar Dragger's Dragon Song. That was one of the first RPGs released for the DS. And I was so starved for RPGs. It's like, please just give me a freaking RPG. And suffered through every minute of that because it was an RPG. And I didn't know the five-hour rule back then. Well, there wasn't anything else to play on the DS when it came out, practically. Yeah, other than, you know, your GBA games. Replay Mario so, 64 again. Yeah. So, and then... I'm glad that I'm not the only person alone on Star Ocean 4. And what's really sad is that Star Ocean 4 had excellent combat, but the story was garbage. Star Ocean 4, I'm looking at the at a trailer for the um, the launch trailer on Square Enix's YouTube, uh, European YouTube, actually. Oh, this is the one with the girl with the voice acting that nobody likes, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Um, just finished the game on my stream deck. Uh, Steam Deck, excuse me, and it was a great experience. This was one of my favorite games on Xbox 360, and now with the remaster, still being a great game. This was so good. Love the music. PS4 now is the most Star Ocean games out of all the consoles. Good times. Wasn't expecting this. So back when this came out in 2017, this was a remaster of a 360 game, um, and it had full HD and 4K. That's weird. Um, the Last Hope, 4K and full HD remaster. I, th I would think 4K would imply full HD, but all right, whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm a little confused on that one for PS4 and Steam. Why'd they remake a game if everyone hated it? Uh, somebody must have liked it somewhere. Um, this was one of the ones that was stuck in 360. You know, it was a yeah. 360 exclusive, so everyone wanted it. Surely if we put it on PlayStation, everyone will love it now. Yeah. Apparently um, only these people on YouTube did. Better they than Star Ocean 5, says someone. <laughs> they did do a PlayStation version of it back in the day, because that's how I played it. Oh, yeah, it was on the PS3. You're right. Yeah. Um, 
it was Star. I think it was Star Ocean for West Open International or something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, what I'm frustrated about is that they've remade the first one, the first Super Nintendo one, several times, but not the PS1 one. Um, oh Star Ocean 2. As I get to the bottom of the comment list, hmm, English voice acting feels and sounds lazy. That voice acting. <laughs> the hero has Barbie doll face? That's annoying. Uh, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, spam black hole nonstop for 9,999 hits. <laughs> okay. I- I think what also makes people hate that game is that the char- the main character who is already named Edge Maverick, which oh, is just the most cringeworthy name I've ever heard, um, kind of has like a mental breakdown in the middle of the game, and it is incredible. And the game whiny. doesn't earn it. No, yeah, no. It's the game is so whiny. When he breaks down, it's just like, oh, God, STFU. Can we just kill this guy and get a new hero? Yeah. (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, everyone does look like a plastic doll. Wow. I hadn't put that together. For me, the the faces all look like they're from Fantasy Star. (laughs) So, but whatever. That's an art style. Going to move on from that. Um, Shaman says, I would love to see Xenoblade Chronicles uh, X, I almost said 10, preserved for all time. Oh, wait, we've learned this. I would love to see Xenoblade Chronicles Cross preserved for all time, since it deserves a far better fate than being stuck on the Wii U for all eternity. For the one that can die in a fire, I'll say Langrisser Reincarnation, which is probably the worst game I've played in the last decade and has put me off the entire series. Isn't that the remake that just came out? No, 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 it was a 3DS 3DS game. Yeah. Um, that basically they, they looked at Fire Emblem and said, uh, Oh, this no, is the one that has the colon in it. Re colon incarnation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That looks. Wait, no, that's not the joke. It's like, can I copy your homework? Sure. Why are their heads so big? Because it was 3DS. You remember they had hooves in, uh, Fire Emblem? That's that, the that, art that style of Fire Emblem. All right. Yeah. And tactics and I don't know, whatever else. I'm sorry, I still got the meme wrong. It's the I want Fire Emblem. We have Fire Emblem at home. Fire Emblem at home is Langreaser. Oof. <laughs> Regarding the gauntlet, for me it goes Live a Live, then Xenoblade 3, then Soul Hackers 2, then Trails from Zero, then Persona 5 Royal, and finishes with Pokemon Scarlet slash Violet. That's a Oof. that's a lot of RPGs right there. Mm-hmm. It's a Oof, lot of shaman. long RPGs. <laughs> Oof. That is a gauntlet. See, that's pretty much my gauntlet, except uh, no Persona 5 Royal in there. Yeah, I'm not playing Persona 5 Royal again, at least not on Switch. If I was going to do that, I'd dig out the PS5 version and do a replay uh, on a new game plus, but yeah. Oh, we didn't have this news story, by the way. Oh. Um, People were asking, so if we have the PS4 version of of Royal, can we get a free upgrade? Nope. (laughs) If you have the what? The PS4 version of Persona 5 Royal, people are asking if they can upgrade it for, like, free or for a discounted price to the PS5 version. Oh. And Atlas is like, nope. What? Yeah. That's kind of They did it with Yakuza. And I think they said, Yakuza, this is the last time we're doing it. What the hell, Atlas? No, they could do an upgrade fee easily, and they don't want to. Persona 5 Royal for PS5 needs to be bought at full price, which is total cow feces. Well, I'll tell you one thing. It will go on sale. 
because Atlas does yeah. sales. So you could wait. You've already played it. It's not going to look that much better in PS5 mode than it does in PS4 mode. Um, really, all you're getting is the load times reduced. Yeah. So you could just wait. I hate the idea that it can't upgrade because that means I can't take my save file and just play through, right? So. Yeah, no, it's it's crappy, but it's capitalism. Maybe that does make the Switch version more appealing. Yep. If I'm going to start over anyway, I could do it portably. No, if you're going to start over anyway, do uh, the Steam version so that you can play it on your Steam Deck. Oh, Kelly, mm-hmm. you're a genius. I know. And then I could also play on my PC in super high yes. quality. All right. With what bots. console server? Necronis says, um, my devil's advocate against PS4 upgrades for PS5. And what console system did they ever really think that should be the norm? Um, I think when people started doing it for free and made it the norm is when we started thinking it would be the norm. Yeah. Because we've had multiple generations now with, uh, well, we've had mid-generation upgrades and then this PS4 to PS5 generation upgrades as well. So that's two kind of, so a generation and a half of upgrades or one generation spanning across two generations of upgrades. Um, so I think we're still figuring that out is what I would say in Acronis in the chat. Um, well, it is, y- y- yes, you're right. Back in the day, you couldn't do it. Now we could do it. For a while, people didn't do it, but also the industry wasn't like, 30% remakes like it is now or re-releases with just slight mm-hmm. remasters. Now it is and people are getting a little tired of rebuying the same thing over and over. So when people say, "Hey, you support our game, free upgrade, tell your friends to buy it on the new console they just got and we'll get more sales and everyone will be happy." That's cool. Mm-hmm. I get how this is better financially for the com- companies to just make us buy it all again for the super fans. I think it's a little mean. But you're right. We haven't figured all that out and um there's arguments to be made either way. I I think a happy medium would be to charge an upgrade fee like $20 or something like that so that yeah, you still have to pay but you wouldn't be paying as much. Yeah, I don't as... know. I don't know what's up with the upgrade fee thing. It, like that was a thing at first and then it went away cuz that didn't go over well. And then it hasn't come back, has it? No. So that might just be a, a too much bad publicity to do that, and it's actually less bad publicity to just do it this way. Yeah, because here here's the weird thing: um, when I bought Stray, it came with the PS4 and PS5 version. Yeah, and a lot of right new games version? will. Yeah, yeah. I actually had to tell it what version I wanted to play when I downloaded it. So Moncappi mm-hmm. says, my issue is that the newest releases for Persona 5 Royal are ports. No new content was being added to the game. They should be rela- they should be priced at $39.99 US um, at most. And I agree that's how we used to do ports. I don't think we've been doing ports like that for a while, Moncappi. <laughs> but yes, I agree with your future. I would vote for you on that platform. <laughs> no expensive ports. <laughs> no, I, I agree too, but... Atlas puts their crap on sale all the time. Yep, patience so, wins on I, this one. Um, mm-hmm. It's not like a Nintendo game where you're just kind of this is your option and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> even Nintendo now does sales. I mean, the, much more so now on Switch than they used to. Really, this is for people that either never bought a PS4 or for people that haven't played it yet and wanted to pick it up on the modern console. 
or modern i don't know kelly i think a lot of it is to double dip on their fans and i think that's what feels wrong about it right i think that's kind of crappy but but let me ask you this if you have the ps4 version you're you play it on your ps5 you really have no reason to upgrade um you're right and that's what necronis is saying like you're not getting a lot and i think we already said that but then you pointed out the load times are probably a lot better on the ps5 version how much and different PS4 are they going to be between the PS4 if you're playing the PS4 version on the PS5 though? You get a lot of load time benefit just by being on the SSD. Yeah. Um there are things uh, we've seen this with other games where just making it a native PS5 app drastically remote reduces the load times. I think like uh Oh, it does. That Star Wars Last Jedi, not Last Jedi. Um what's it called? Fallen Jedi. I think uh that one Fallen showed Order. that a lot. Fallen Order. Yeah. That one showed it a lot. Um Fallen Order? No. It's the one where the Jedi with the robot buddy. Yeah. The souls like Jedi. Okay, whatever. That one. (laughs) Sorry, that one. I know because I watched a Digital Foundry video showing it like, yep, here's what it was. Here's the improvement you got just by being on a PS5. Here's the improvement you got by being native PS5. And it's like, that's real. It's not worth $60 real, but it's real. (laughs) I mean, think about when I bought you Yakuza sick or like a dragon mm-hmm. and was like oh it comes with a free ps5 upgrade that's a cool little bonus yeah and, and that was atlas it, <laughs> and if it wouldn't have done that i wouldn't have been that must about it because yeah. it's like well i still bought a version of the game is ea charging for the upgrade on fallen order i don't know i didn't think they were but i gotta look that one up free <laughs> they're not <laughs> The upgrade is free for those who already have the game. <laughs> and that's EA. That's EA. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um which, I, which I, one I'm, was I'm the gonna one? be I'm gonna be honest, guys. Atlas is not our friend. Atlas, Sega, um, and maybe maybe this is where we get into Atlas of America's our friend and not Atlas of Japan, not at Sega of Japan is not our friend. But we've seen this like with like the way they treat cutscenes and disable them for for streaming on the ps4 we've seen this with the way they are real nasty with their music um terms like don't stream this and that and that and the other thing these people are not our friends they want to make money off us and unfortunately this is where we see it come true um and also as necronis points out it's also not that big a deal just play the ps4 version it doesn't look that different yeah no i agree um (laughs) back to our feedback we got on a tangent yeah (laughs) um from Strawberry Eggs, I'm going to be a little selfish and say I'd like to see Tales of Symphonia Dawn with a New World. Um, this is under the assumption that the original Tales of Symphonia would be preserved anyway, being the more popular of the two. The game is something of an oddity in the Tales series, being a spinoff sequel, and it gets overlooked. There are a few Wii RPGs that haven't seen a re-release. I think they should be preserved for all time. Arc Rise, Fantasia, Fragile Dreams, Super Paper Mario, The Last Story, Fire, uh, and Fire Emblem Radiant Dawn, to name a few. I don't really have any ideas for games I think should be trashed. There, I'm sure there are ones deserving, but I haven't played anything that I thought was that terrible. Yeah, what the heck is Nintendo doing not re-releasing Fire Emblem, like Radiant Dawn and Path of Radiance on something modern? Um, <laughs> Nintendo Online Plus Plus, where they can charge you an extra $30 a month for it. <sighs> well, well, why aren't they doing that then? Good question. <laughs> And 
it's funny that she brought up fragile dreams because when I was playing Stray, I was being reminded of that game, being the last living being in a uh, broken down world. I don't know if you guys had ever played Fragile Dreams. Never I have not. To no. it. Uh, very fun post-apocalyptic kind of scary RPG. Um, even though the controls are kind of terrible. Well, it was a Wii game. Yeah, it was. But it was it was a really good atmospheric game. Uh, it's only nine hours, Kelly. We can't like it. It's too short. How dare they? So this is Girl with a oh. Flashlight running around collecting. It's an adventure game. Yeah. And you collect items, and when you go to the campfire, uh, you can read their memories. Okay. And just kind of really atmospheric. Um, and there's a sailor following you around or something. This is weird. Yeah, th- I think that was a ghost. Okay. Um, the ghosts talk to you via the Wii speaker, which was kind of a neat ah, touch. Cute. Uh, oh, I love it. That's That sounds awesome. Did this come out in the U.S.? Yeah. Okay. It's a bitch to find now. Yeah, I imagine so. Because it was an X-Seed release. It's like finding Zack and Wiki. Mm-hmm. But <sighs> it was a really beautiful little post-apocalyptic game, and I was getting vibes from that. <laughs> Moncappy says, so is this supposed to be a not-scary fatal frame? <laughs> it has That game has its scary moments, but it's not like Silent Hill scary. Mm-hmm. It's more like unsettling scary. This looks like yeah. a walking simulator game. <laughs> no, you're just in a very long dungeon. Oh, jeez. Is there combat, or do you just have to avoid things? There's combat, um, and unfortunately weapons break. Oh, but delightful. Most of, time, most of the time you can just run by things. Yeah, most people gripe about the combat in Fragile Dreams, as it's being its biggest sticking point. But is it RPG, get... or is it is no. it... Yeah, this it's an RPG. Is, this okay. is not an RPG. It is. All right. Chris, we did a backtrack on it. It's canon. On Fragile Dreams? Yeah. All right. I guess that solidifies it. Subscribe to RPG Backtrack. <laughs> now with a logo on the latest episode, but only the latest episode. <laughs> We're still working Look, on I... a full feed logo. Uh, yeah. Keep your eyes posted. We may change the feed that RPG Backtrack is published to. And that's going to be a real pain and confusing, and it's going to piss off people, and I know. And we're going to do it just to get a proper logo on it. <laughs> well, that and so that the two uh, co-hosts could have access to the feed in yeah. case we need it. Yeah. Um, right now, the feed problems. is on Mac Storm's account, who has passed away, and nobody has access to that Google account. Yay! So, Digital I mean, podcast- passing away stuff sucks. Podcasts change. Podcasts change feeds all the time. It happens. It sucks, but it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. It is um, not inevitable. We have not changed feeds here at RPG Cast because I put feed I, burner in front of it. And um, um right, we if I die, more. we're gonna have a problem, aren't we? Hmm. Well, <laughs> make sure to put it in your living will. Anna has access um, to the account, so that there okay. is that. One more piece of feedback. Sorry, we were, we were getting way off track today. Um, from Tracer3, the one game I want preserved forever is Xenogears. It is one of my favorite games of all time. The game I would like to see die in a fire is Unlimited Saga. I really like Saga Frontier 2 and thought that Unlimited Saga would successfully build on it, and I was very, very wrong. Yeah, I don't even think Saga fans like Unlimited. 
that was ruining a whole weekend renting that. I never hear anything good about it, but they're radiant. Oh, wait, that's Radiata Stories. That's a different game series entirely. Never mind. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're both PS2 games, which is why I conflate them. But So, new question of the week I thought of just Ooh. now. Ooh. Um, how, how do you prefer your game length? Do you like long games? Do you like short games? Are you okay with paying for short games as long as you had a fun time? Um, is that too convoluted your... of a question? Maybe just do. Do you feel cheated if the game is too feels too short? Talk about I your guess. preferences regarding the length of games. There you go. <laughs> Not really a question. <laughs> just talk um, now. So talk damn it. about. <laughs> um, just keep in mind uh, we, we won't be reading full essays. Ooh. Just like a little paragraph is fine. Vaughn is anti art. I'm not okay paying sixty dollars and it's a ten hour game. It's anti artistic games. I mean, I guess it depends on the game. Aren't the story modes in Call of Duty only 10 hours? Yeah, um, but even. like, if you're buying those, aren't you usually buying them to play multiplayer? M- most of the time, yes. Now, I would buy it for single player because I'm weird like that. Then I learned they killed the dog and like, I'm just done with this. <laughs> but uh, Also, Vaughn, didn't you? Oh, wait, no, I bought you Portal 2. Didn't you pay $60 for Portal 2 and then finish it <laughs> in like 10 hours? That's no one of worth plays Call of Duty. <laughs> Fight me. (laughs) Stop trolling. (laughs) I think Live Alive is at least $10 overpriced, says Necronus. Eh. I'll come to that conclusion when I finish the game, but yeah, I forgot. I I bought Vaughn Portal 2 for his birthday because I'd paid off the pre-order and then I thought Portal 2 was only $40. I've bought Portal 2 a few times. Because I bought it on PlayStation back when I thought Steam's going to be on PlayStation. This is awesome. I want to support this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That one tap. <laughs> so, see, this is why exactly why I buy mostly RPGs is because they tend to be pretty beefy for what you pay for them. But um, tell, tell us your thoughts. Uh, Stray was a $30 game and it was about I want to say 10 hours, maybe a little less than that. Probably depends on how good you are at knocking over paint cans. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I am MLG at knocking over paint cans. Okay. Major League Gamer, not Major League Kitty. Oh, wait, MLK is something else. Yeah. Um, MLC? Major League Cat? MLF. Oh, MLF is too close to something else. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Moving on. News. News. So we've got more details about Dragon Quest Treasures, including details and screenshots. Okay. Uh, so go to the siblings, site. <laughs> follow siblings Eric and Mia, younger versions of the characters from Dragon Quest Eleven: Echoes of an Elusive Age. Um, they live on a Viking longship and come across supernatural creatures, Porcus and Priscilla, before being sent to Draconia, which is a floating island filled with monsters and treasure. Um, How much you want to bend this ends with them having to forget all their time in Draconia. Oh, oh, I'm sure. Um, You can control either Eric or Mia and swap between them. And I think the cat spirit follows Eric and the pig spirit follows Mia. So you're going to play Eric then. Yep. (laughs) And then you are joined by a recruitable team of monsters who help explore, fight, and find treasure with their abilities. Um, 
you get a tool called for fortune finder that is for treasure hunting and gives player a, a direction to head to um i cannot wait to try this game when's it out december 9th december, december 9th. 9th all right Hey, if you want to know more about the Dragon Quest monster series that birthed this, we have an RPG backtrack about that. That was released as of four weeks ago. Something like I want that. to say three weeks why, ago. Why? Why did they not? Why is this not just a Dragon Quest Monsters game? Are they like ditching it, but for you know, like a worldwide release? They don't want to confuse people, or I think so. Because the monster series has never really done all that well outside of the U.S. No, although some of that was timing with like late life DS releases, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, on all, I think on all three, or yeah, all three Joker games. Um, but, Moncappy, this is uh, looks like it's Switch only. So, yep. sorry. Uh, we've got uh, some. Oh wow. Shutdown dates confirmed for the 3DS and Wii U eShop. Yeah, so um, you're no longer to use a credit card to add funds to either system. Um, starting on August 29th, you will not be able to use Nintendo eShop cards to add funds to either system. It will be possible to redeem download cones until March 27th, 2023. And then for some reason, Japanese... Nintendo's Japanese and European branches announced that sales for Fire Emblem Fates will end on February 28th, 2023. Although the DLC for Story Pass available after Chapter 6 will be available to purchase until March 27th. Okay. (laughs) What? (laughs) Well, well, you know, Fire Emblem Fates, you could buy either, you know, it was Conquest Mm -hmm. and whatever the uh, birthright mm-hmm. and then when you got to chapter six you could buy the other mm-hmm. whichever one you didn't buy as well as the third path dlc mm-hmm. so that's why they're saying this like you have to buy the game by february 28th and then you've got a month to buy the the mm-hmm. other path and the dlc <laughs> and those who have linked their wii u or 3ds nintendo network id wallet with the their switch nintendo account wallet will still be able to use the share fund to make purchases on either shop until march 27th and even after the shutdown date you will still be able to download previously purchased or redeemed content and software updates now you can't do that on the ds or the wii anymore right no i don't think so um so people that bought that fire emblem collector's edition i would recommend putting that cart in a safe deposit box since that's going to be it's already only... worth quite a bit of money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um that that just irritates me that that's the only way you could play the full version of that game. <sighs> game preservation everybody. You can't use credit card anymore right now though, so Yeah, uh, I think don't you have to put funds on your DS account on the PC or on your Nintendo account on your PC? Oh god. Can you do it that no. way still? I think so. If everything signed up together, yes. Yeah. Oh, so. boy. <laughs> Good luck figuring that, that out, because Nintendo is such, does such How a about job what, when things are this stuff. bad, maybe investing more money in the system is a bad idea? Just saying? Hack <clears throat> 3DS. <laughs> <clears throat> Don't promote that on an official podcast. <laughs> no, I, I had a hairball. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, about? uh-huh. Hey, there's a new new um I mean a new uh Warframe type game called Soulframe coming out. 
I, I, could, I didn't get that. All I was busy looking at was the naked person on they, the YouTube stream. They're only naked for half the trailer. <laughs> you see so much ass, though. You see a little bit. But there's definitely cheek. We're not showing it on the stream because of that. <laughs> there's some butt. Um, the uh, I think it's a guy. Shows off his butt a bunch in the trailer. And then uh, Moose wakes him up and he gets a cool new outfit and a cool new mechanical arm that's not mechanical but more magic. And he does Emmett Selk snap magic and kills somebody with a hummingbird. It's great. <laughs> I may have embellished a little, but not much. Not much. <laughs> not much. No, that does... <laughs> I I watched the trailer and had the Krusty the Clown reaction, like, what the hell was that? Um, <laughs> my my reaction is, what the hell was that? I want to try it. <laughs> uh, you, you said that Alice... Um, Plays Warframe? Cat, but, yeah. Yeah, she liked Warframe, and she was really into it, so... Yeah, I mean, the company is well-respected, so... Well, I shouldn't say it that way. Uh, people like the game. I'm I'm sure there's plenty of controversies for um digital extremes or whatever their name is, but um I think they're owned by China and stuff like that, right? Like everything yeah. else. Yeah. Alright, anyway. Um, we've got a coffee shop card battler called Afogato announced. Um it is a real time tactical card battler meets a coffee shop management title. <laughs> and the trailer kind of made me interested. Um it is <laughs> Somebody missed this type of... It's in developer for PC and planned to release in 2023. Ah. Um, there's a demo that's going to be available on Steam at the end of the month. And yeah, you're a sorceress who must manage what? her depth with a coffee shop, and you meet various customers, and you can use Why are magic power... people always getting into debt and then have to take mundane jobs to... Never mind. Maybe they don't know how to manage their money? Because they're they're too busy altering reality to their whims. And then they can't re- deal with the parts of reality they can't alter. Also, there's cat girls or wolf girls. What is going on here? I just want some coffee. The kind of tactical combat is what intrigued me about the trailer. Affogato. I like affogato. That's espresso on um, gelato or ice cream or something like that. So. Oh, I didn't know that was a coffee. Oh, it's a drink. Yeah. Espresso and gelato together? Uh, let, me, let me get the... Uh, specific it is um italian coffee-based dessert a scoop of plain or milk flavored vanilla gelato or ice cream topped with or drowned with a shot of hot espresso so it's either yep. okay and sounds it tastes tasty. delicious sounds tasty now my friends and i at or at my last job we kept trying to workshop the idea of the avocado which is where you hollow out an avocado and put espresso in it and somehow make something delightful and uh, we've never figured that one out. So, unfortunately, it just remains a good pun. <laughs> but um, we did come up with the cortado, which is where you do kind of the same thing with a potato. Um, a cortado is also a drink. And uh, Never mind. We'll move on. What's about, what about Ashen Knight's Foreshadow? Um, it is an action RPG being developed for the PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One and Series X, and Nintendo Switch. Uh, you, you can wishlist it on Steam and play the free prologue, and it's billed as a combination of Souls-like and hack-and-slash gameplay. Cool. It's pretty Next. Diablo-like to me. <laughs> yeah. I'm not interested. <laughs> Soul Hackers 2? Yeah, uh, so the newest uh, um, Summoner's Guide, the final Summoner's Guide, is talking about uh, your safe house 
or the, the yeah, the base of operations um, where you can eat and rest and interact with your fellow soul hackers and where you can download DLC content. Um, they also have uh, status increasing effects or for assisting in dungeon exploration. Um, it's also talking about the game's various shops where you can purchase healing and support items. And yeah, that's basically the gist of it. Yeah, we've um, definitely we we've obviously gone through everything. If we're down to explaining the shop and the place where you hang out, <laughs> yep. Soul Hackers is going to be released um, in Japan on August 25th, and in North America and Europe on August 26th for PC, PS4, and PS5. Oh, and Xbox One and Series X. Go Switch, which I'm fine with because I got enough to play on Switch <laughs> right now. But wouldn't it be Switch more is- convenient for you to have it on Switch? No, not okay. really. Um, p- plus, as visually striking as that game is, um, I'd rather play it on PS5. Fair enough. Um, plus, at the same time, I'm going to be playing Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which just got an eight-minute overview trailer um, going into the uh, games. Is it spoilery Did... to the other two games at all? I don't think so. I haven't okay. watched it. Um, no, it's, it's, it's all combat. <laughs> like, you don't know. I mean, all right. I don't think so, I but know. I also didn't look at it, so. <laughs> yeah, I got caught in a lie there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, basically, the eight-minute overview trailer is a TLDR of the Nintendo Direct. Um, game is set to release worldwide, I think, next week. Yep. 29th. Uh, games like this, I prefer not to watch the trailers. Um, we've got Hard West 2 releasing in August. This is the sequel to the first Hard West, where... Um, kind of pos- an XCOM-like game. Yeah, uh, you're a, in a demon-ridden Wild West. Oh, this is the... Well, sorry, never mind. I'm gonna, I've said this 87 times on this podcast. I'm not going to do it again, or try to remember the, the weird West RPG, tabletop RPG. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> And then say, then ask the question, is this based on that? And then find out either yes, it is or isn't, and nobody cares. And now I've just kind of done it all again. Sorry. <laughs> so, Hard West and Weird West, is that like an Outer Worlds, Outer Wilds thing? That would, that, that, that would require me looking up the answers to these questions again, which I'm trying not to do again. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's XCOM-based tactical RPG set in the Western with demons and other supernatural creatures. Um, comes out. Do we have a release? Steam on August fourth. Wish list now. Okay, there it is. It Sorry, just showed up on my stream. It. Okay, yeah, I couldn't find it. In the <laughs> it article. was the perfect timing. When does that come out? August fourth. <laughs> so we we planned it that way all along. Um, level five just gave us new information about Inazuna Eleven. Wait, what? Images. What? Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. That's back. Yeah. Are we getting There's it? A new game. No, no. Oh, uh, you can play in Tate mode, or you can turn that switch long ways and play. Look at that! So the name changed from Inazuma Eleven Great Road of Heroes to Inazuma Eleven Victory Road of Heroes, and the title is said to better reflect the game's readjusted original story. It will have two separate game modes, which is a story mode and a chronicle mode. I have a problem here, Kelly. There's a lot of yes. touch options being shown. I don't know that I like that. Well, they have a way to play it with a controller, they, as well. and they show it right here on this on the picture. You can do it both ways. I get that, yeah. but whenever you optimize for touch, I always get worried. 
All right. Anyway, what do I do in this game? They changed the title. It's Inazuma Eleven. It's not coming out here. Is this like the? Is this like a new story? Is this like a a new timeline? Is this like it, a? It kind of has both. It everybody's has in one story. place for no reason. It has two different modes. It has a new like story mode, and then it's also got this other mode where you can kind of collect characters all from throughout the entire series. Is this based on and a phone kinda... game? Then is that like a gotcha mode adapted to this or? No, not as far as I know. It's all it's right. original. All right. All right. Oh, yeah. The God, story mode has a new protagonist. All the way back in 2016. Okay. Surely it's going to be wonderful. I'm sure, Alex will, I'm sure Alex will play it and tell us all about it. I mean, Inazuma so we, 11 seems really cool. I've watched a little... Uh, no, I've played a little of one of the games that came to the U.S. Or was it your... No, yeah. It was the one that they let us download. They permitted us to download in the U.S. Um, I never really stuck with it. I got more interested in the anime, but never stuck with that. And now I don't even know if I can access either of those things anymore. And um, I don't know if it's worth sticking with. There's so many good action animes. Why would I pick this one? Because soccer. Because soccer, but I could also watch My Hero Academia. So, Or um, One Punch Dude which I haven't watched yet, but people like. Um, and then we've got a kick, Kickstarter check-in, Exit Veil. Um, this is from Japan-based developer Cherry Moji Game Studio, and it is billed as an occult and tarot RPG. Um, you said tarot. With, Did you mean tarot by any chance? Sorry, I pronounced that wrong. If the tarot, If the tarot cards could speak and repeat what you say to them, then they are a tarot. Okay. I'm just um, making fun. Says That's that funny. Bloodborne fi- <laughs> says that Bloodborne, Final Fantasy, and Eternal Darkness are cited as inspirations. Okay. They got 3- sure. 3D exploration with turn-based combat. Mm-hmm. How much are they trying to raise? Um, they... 6,850,000 yen or around $50,000. Run until August 10th. They've uh, hit their goal. So, um, But if you want to spend lots of money... For about $5,000 US, you could get the, uh, uh-oh, excuse me, you could get the crown, the ultimate reward for one single VIP backer. Your name will be at the very top of the credits. A one-off Exit Veil resin statue crafted and painted into an immaculate standard by Imazato. Your own private personal Discord channel with Cherry Moki. Four Exit Veil physical partials full of behind-the-scenes production assets sent from Japan during production exclusive to you. And every other reward included above if you just want the game it is 24 bucks so there you go and then just some uh brief new release dates we've got the tarnishing of juxtia launching next week um it'll be available through steam for 24.99 and what is that that a souls like it sounds I like cannot, a souls like. Uh, it, you're playing 2D. a role. Yeah. You're playing a role in a goddess's final creation and task. <laughs> task it is a side-scrolling two D action game. Is this yeah, a Metroidvania? Metroidvania. Looks Met- like it. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's either a Metroidvania or a Salt and Sanctuary. Looks like Metroidvania. Okay. Cool beans. So look forward to that. Um, we've got the Circus Electric 
Electric launching in September. It's blends tactical RPG with circus management. <laughs> Those are two things. <laughs> yeah, September 6th. Um, available on PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X, and Nintendo Switch. And set in a Victorian steampunk version of London, and you're in charge of a circus who's trying to save the city. There is a wind-up steampunk polar bear, and I think that's all I need to say, right? Yes. That's sounds good. <laughs> um, and then we've got the PS5 version of Ease 8, Lacrimosa of Dana, um, coming out on November 15th. Do you have to pay for an upgrade on this one? Yep. Of course. So then I asked America, also, also evil or not evil. You can evil. also get uh, a collector's <laughs> edition on the NIS America store for nineteen or ninety nine ninety nine. That's the exact same collector's edition that came out for it's the other funny. Versions. Nobody cares about the Ease 8 upgrade. <laughs> they only care. <laughs> the only game people care about is the one that everyone plays. Sorry, Ease fans. <laughs> oh, the game oh, originally and- released on Vita. Right. That's oh, and Google Stadia. Woo. Yeah. Good job, Ease 8. <sighs> so what's coming out, Chris? All right. We got a lot coming out this week. We've got Stories of Seasons, Poot, that's Pioneers of Olive Town, coming out for PS4. Is that a downgrade? No, it's probably the first time it's on PS4. Um, the Tarnishing of Juxtia, that's the Metroidvania we talked about above. That's on PC. Vesteria Saga 2, The Sacred Sword of Sylvanister. Um, I don't remember what this is other than a PC game. That... That, that's the one that, that's done out of that SRPG studio oh, okay. uh, maker. Oh, that, is this the that... Fire Emblem guy? Uh-huh. Okay, but nobody likes it? The The first game was quite tedious. Okay, gotcha. Lost Epic for PC, PS4, and PS5. I forgot what that one's about. Um, that is... Oh, weird. Um, it's more anime than I thought it would be. Um, oh, this is, they're going for kind of a Vanillaware style on this one. So that's coming out. Let's go check that out. Um, Digimon Survive for PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. This is a Digimon game. Why does no one talk about Digimon game? What's going on? Because of the next game on your list. But why don't people want Digimon Survive? Is it actually a survival game? Is your Digimon going to die? All right, no one cares about it because Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is out next week on the Switch. Woohoo! Um, Yannick, oh, never mind. Um, Octopath Traveler, Champions of the Continent, will be out for Android and iOS. Who's been waiting for the phone game version of Octopath? Um, no, not me. Right. <laughs> Hellpoint comes to Xbox Series X. That's kind of a Souls-esque sort of thing, maybe. Um, check it out for more details and captain velvet meteor the jump plus dimensions it builds itself as a tactical rpg sort of thing that's uh got characters from the various jump plus shonen mangas um it comes to nintendo switch look for more info to see if it's rpg enough for your standards and uh that's what we got for what's coming out this week um we got a new early access for backpack hero um, you're going to be able to play it on Steam Early Access on August 15th, and you're, this is an inventory management roguelike. Um, you're an adventure taking on dungeons. Oh, you're a little mousy. Yeah. You're a pack rat. Oh, you're a pack rat. Cute. Okay. And what are you doing as a pack rat? Uh, collecting things. But there's combat? You're using it in battles. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So you throw things out of your bag at people? 
Or yeah, well, it looks can, like raccoons and badgers together. and stuff. All right. You can take the items that you have in your backpack and mix them together and create new things to oh, attack stuff with. Oh, you're an alchemist. Yeah, a little bit. You also um, can upgrade your base town and rescue animals, unlocking new overworld content. It's right. kind of neat. August 15th, it'll be about seven months in early access, they estimate. We'll see how it goes. Um, we've also got editorials. Woo! Uh, Editorialize. Fire Emblem Warriors 3 Hopes Review from Alex Fuller. Give it a four out of five. Says that it has great character interactions, um, class and skill variety at appreciable amount of depth, and it's easy to jump into gameplay. Um, Anna likes negatives. it enough that she's played through it twice now and started a third playthrough. <laughs> um, so does she does she agree with the meandering plot and the routes run, runs take longer than necessary? I don't know. I haven't asked her about those particular things. Anna! <laughs> what? Do you agree that for Warriors Three Hopes has a meandering plot and the routes run longer than necessary? She says yes. <laughs> okay. But it hasn't stopped her from playing. No, not at all. It's all she's playing. <laughs> I need to put this on my wish list. It sounds like it's better than the, the TRPG, which was already really good. So. And then we've got week two of the JRPG July Roundup. Week two. Ooh, let's let's call out our Rye Guy thirty seven forty five. Thanks for raiding the channel with nine viewers. Hey, I got to do a raid call out during my podcast. Woo! All right, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, just uh, all of the different JRPG July games. And- yeah, so you could uh, c- catch up on the current week's uh, progress by uh, looks like Sam and Josh. That's yeah. you, Josh. So mm-hmm. you've already heard Josh's progress. So go read for Sam's progress. And Ryan's and Jervon's oh, and Anna's. And... Wait, where are they? Cassandra's. Oh, it, did, it hadn't loaded yet. Okay, sorry. Wow, there's she a lot. Got... Yeah, what? there's a lot. Cassandra has gotten much further in Skies of Arcadia Legends than I have. <laughs> Maybe she can I, tell I us, like, got... after 50 hours it gets good or something like that. <laughs> no, it's a good game. It's just, uh, it's a little slow and it's, I haven't had I time can't. to play this. I tried. I can't. <laughs> um, I just now got the ship that you pretty much have for the rest of the game Mm -hmm. the ship with the moon cannon you mean you for a pirate ship for a pirate rpg you should have a ship nearly the whole game you would think well you start out with a smaller ship and then you end up with oh oh you upgrade all right good cool you you um, steal a new one yeah and i was running around uh the world trying to find discovery so that i can unlock a specific character and i did notice that the encounter rate decreases significantly when um in that new ship but it's still bad Mm. so but yes you can read all about the uh skies of arcadia stuff and other rpgs (laughs) i'm amused that cassandra is having to use the same method i use for taking screenshots for a a gamecube game and that she has to take a picture of her screen there are well you'd have to buy like uh one of the weird elgatos that still has component inputs which they may not sell anymore so yeah all right yeah that's fair yep and and i'm already having issues with the component to hdmi uh converter that i have oh yeah or if you if you've gone shopping for component cables for the gamecube you'll notice that the official ones are going for like 100 bucks Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are, i know because i just sold mine because i'm like i ain't I using this it and it... <laughs> clo- i thought it was closer to 500 no it is not okay um 
If so, we got ripped off. <laughs> I should have sold it for more. Well, I'm pl- holy I'm crap! People are trying to sell it for three hundred. Yeah. Um, well, whatever. Go buy the retro bit cables. <laughs> um, I'm playing on my Wii. So, okay. Which has which you can buy components for, so it's good. I'm just having sound issues. Um, and then finally from Jervon Perkins, we've got a Xenoblade Chronicle fan series journey where he talks about going through all the Xeno, I think Xenosaga and Xenoblade games. It is full uh-huh. of spoilers, so this is meant for readers who've played the games and want to think about them in this context. Or if you really don't care about spoilers, then by all means. Um, talk, apparently his favorite video game series of all time. Very good. Maybe that's a good place to have that discussion about is Xenoblade Chronicles the Xeno Gears we always wanted. I shall have to see. I think we're at the end of the show then. Yes. I think we are. Is there anything else we need to debate? Um if Stray's gonna be the game of the year twenty twenty two. Yeah. Stray versus Elden Ring. Showdown <laughs> at the game awards. <laughs> Alright. It's time for mods that bring elements of each game into the other. <laughs> Let's have some cross-pollination. I want to play as the cat and stray in Elden Ring. <laughs> make make it go. be the horse. <laughs> no, I don't want... No, I want to play as the cat, damn it. I want that cat with a sword in its mouth, Sif style, and let, let's do this. But he's still the same size, right? Like he's oh, still yeah. Of course he's the same size, and he just jumps up really high when you attack. Carrying a broadsword. Like, it's going to take a lot of modding work to get all the animations right, is all I'm saying. Oh, of course. Yeah. I, I would play, I'd be down to play that. And, I'd da- play and you're damn right that cat rides on torrent. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks as awkward as it sounds. <laughs> um, if you have any feedback or just want to say, hey, you can uh, hey. go to the show thread on RP- hey. 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 on com and answer the question of the week or give give us any commentary that you would need what to give us. Um, you can also hang out with us on our Discord. Okay. Many interesting discussions there. Finally, show thread under the podcast section on the site where you can leave your feedback for the question of the week. Um, and just a reminder, we stream every week live at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, right here at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. And uh, the show is made better by your participation, as you can see mm-hmm. from the chat room where we have Necronis and Munkapi and Vaughn and others talking and adding bits to the show. Thank you very much for everybody watching. We'll see you next time. Until then, have a good week, and I'm sorry at all the choices you have to make this week. Or happy Xenoblade Chronicles 3 week, I guess, depending on who you are. Uh, Bye, uh, everybody. We, we didn't talk about what we were going to play this week. What are you going to play, Kelly? I'm going to do Live a Live, because um, <gasps> I want to finish that before getting into Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I like playing the underdog of the two games, and ah. that's kind of it. What are you going to play, Josh? I, I'm going to try and finish Trey. Okay. I'm going to probably spend two days moping around trying to figure out what I should play, then regret that I didn't spend the weekend playing it, and then play it for one night, and then talk about next week how I've barely played it, and then forget about it the week after. At least you got a plan. At least I've got a, at least I understand yep. myself, right? <laughs> we'll see how that goes. All right. See you, everybody. Um, bye bye. Talk to you next week. Bye bye. <laughs>